0: Sports Interaction Canada Sportsbook. Welcome, 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 everybody, to Game Over Toronto. Well, at least played well, but sometimes technology doesn't play well, and that's what happened. And that's why we're a little bit late, but not too late. So, today's a very special edition of Game Over Toronto. We have a guest, it's a crossover episode. We have Ryan Hanna of the Winged Wheel Podcast. A Detroit Red Wings podcast, and uh, I, I up until right now, I thought he was from Detroit. He actually lives in Ontario, so London, Ontario. I was going to say, how was your Thanksgiving? And then he's going to say, I had it a month ago.
1: How are you, Ryan? I'm good. I'm actually in Kitchener, so I, I don't want to be associated with the London Knights, but... Uh, <laughs> Man, my bad. My bad. My bad. Uh, no, no, all good. I'm a, I'm a Windsor boy, born, born and raised, and uh, up in KW now. Uh Detroit's near and dear to my heart though. But Fawad Armand, thank you so much for having me on the show. I gotta say, anything with Steve Dangle on it is uh like I blocked that guy from my phone, can't stand him. And so uh when someone from SDPN reached out, I said, absolutely not, but no, you guys are great, and I'm really excited. I work. had
0: to really do some <laughs> really. Push. Really, have yeah. to, really have to just uh twist his arm. So, any Detroit fans, if you guys are here and you think that I'm gonna come in here and chirp Ryan, well. I mean, I live not only in a glass house, I live in a glass kingdom being a Leafs fan. So like <laughs> like I like he he's his team has in my lifetime has won the cups, has won a cup four times more than I'll ever expect my team to win the cup. So
2: yeah, but we won today. We won today, so today, so we can sure so That's
0: all that matters. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So honestly, fun game on our on the Leafs end. I I I felt like it was like you know it's funny when they scored that goal and make it 4-2. I, I think wing wheel they tweeted you guys saying 4-1 oh, we got him right where you want him and I'm like it's not wrong uh, but <laughs> you know I'm finding the last few games where you know they've had a lead and then the other team shifts the momentum now normally the Leafs when that happens they, they're they like Michael Scott they're like oh my god it's happening oh my god and, but like now they've kind of calmed down they're like okay we're, we're good we're, we're chilling like okay
2: we're good we're a good team Well, they're playing with confidence, but I'll I'll say like that, like even when it was 4-1, the game was far more even than the score showed. You know, on 5v5, I thought Detroit was quite, quite uh, effective. And, uh, you know, the shots were quite, uh, you know, in Detroit's favor. But in terms of expected goals, we were pretty even throughout the entire game. Uh, You know, the goals that, that Toronto scored were pretty prime chances uh you know in the slot from high skill players and and the goals Detroit scored were also prime chances just from deflections and, and whacking at the puck. That first goal was probably like oh close to one in terms of expected goals just because they had three chances and the puck was literally yeah, the goal line already.
0: We're gonna give the Red Wings their flowers. We are gonna give the white wings their flowers here. Like we have wings fans, we have Leaf fans. We hope that peace remains in the chat. But uh before we get to that, I have to thank our lovely sponsors, Sports Interaction. Think you know what, what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live, and play are one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. SDPN 19 plus, please play responsibly. Now, so Detroit, you know, I I had to ask about the team because they're kind of one of the pleasant surprises this season. You know, Detroit, like for when I was a kid to like, maybe I was 21, 22 years old. Since I was born basically till then, they've been a relevant team. They've been in the playoffs. You know, they're one of the first teams I remember. Like I had a VHS of the 2002 Stanley Cup team, right? So. You know, uh, you know they've been relevant. They were so relevant for so long, and then they have they were in the wilderness for so long, and now it looks like they're kind of back. Like what you, well, what do you think? Do you think this is this is a real resurgence here, or what? Do, what do you think, Ryan? What do you what are you guys saying over there?
1: Um, some folks, uh, Pegasus, too pessimistic, but in my opinion, in our opinion on the show, actually, you know, it's been a great season for Detroit. They've been able to find results when. Uh, I don't think they've been the better team five on five like this. This loss for Detroit is actually really funny. It is the inverse of every other Red Wings game where they've played well. Uh, any game where the Detroit has beat a better team, they have sucked on five on five. Their special teams have really pulled through and Husso stood on his head. And this was probably the worst showing I've seen for Husso all year, which honestly only ever came to fruition because Jesse Blake screamed <laughs> when the Leafs didn't get yeah. Husso and I was been traded for him. So I know. I know Dangle, Wilde, and Jesse put that out into the universe. But yeah, this is, I think, it's a great start for the Red Wings. Wings fans should be excited. We're pumped on the show. Uh, But the underlying numbers and really even the eye test, whatever you want to call it, this this Red Wings team has a ways to go. Uh, Tonight was a demonstration of Toronto being a better team. And this is what Detroit would have to face to get to the playoffs.
0: Say that again. Say that louder again. Sorry. Toronto.
1: Oh,
2: sorry.
0: <laughs> sorry.
1: You want, sorry. Do you want 30 I... more minutes of technical difficulties? <laughs> that laptop's going out the window, buddy. No, Were, it... you,
2: ex- were you expecting uh, Detroit to be in a playoff position by American Thanksgiving? Or does this come as a surprise to you guys as well?
1: Expecting no. If you asked me to put money on it preseason, I would have said no. Um I would I did say though that after all the offseason acquisitions Detroit had uh and that C biasman, you know, went out and got pretty aggressively. Yeah. I said this is the first year where it wouldn't be crazy. So I'm not like I'm my my shoes are still on. I'm not completely blown away, but I am pretty pleasantly surprised.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people were expecting sort of Ottawa to be in that position, you know, in the preseason and no one was talking about Detroit in the preseason, which was surprised me as well. You know, you go out, you go get like Vili Huso, you changed your coaching to Derek Lalonde, who was with the Lightning, you know, very successful franchise. And you get David Perron, like that's some big time acquisitions. And, you know, you got the guy that just won the Calder, you know, and one of the top three as well in in Calder votes. So I'm I'm not too surprised that they kind of come out hot, uh, but I'm also not surprised that they have uh, some pretty poor underlying numbers as well. You know, you don't expect them to be, you know where the lightning are in the standings for the rest of the season, per se. But I do think that they have some playoff hope in the uh, in this year. You know, uh, whether it's a wild card spot or you know even being third in the Atlantic, uh, I do see some pretty big hope in that in that franchise.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't begrudge any Red Wings fan who hates us for being too pessimistic and and they think that it can happen because I can see a path to it happening. You know, Huso would have to play. At a, a high enough level where you're honestly talking about him getting Vesna votes, Alex Nedelkovic he was perfect tonight in, in relief of Huso, uh, but before tonight has really, really struggled with the Red Wings, has only had a few good games, so he would have to elevate his game. They'd probably want to get Jacob Verona back, and that's not an injury thing. He's in the player assistance program, so you know there's no yeah. speculation there. That's, that's a human thing. He has to get better, and there's no timeline, and I don't want to feed into that, but if it, this is a world where he comes back, that would help. Uh, and Tyler Bertuzzi who missed so much time due to injury right at the start of the season, he needs to get his legs back, but all those things coming together would have to happen. And then you would have to have one of Florida or Tampa, uh, really suck. And then Pittsburgh <laughs> and New York do the same thing and not really challenge Detroit for a wild card spot. So I see a path, but it's a yeah. narrow one.
2: Yeah, for sure. And do you think that the, uh, you know, this change in, in terms of the winning structure is due to. You know, this coaching change, do you see a very big difference within the systems that, you know, Lalonde put in versus, um who was it? I'm forgetting Jeff his Blaschel, baby. Flashill, yeah. That's, yeah. Because you yeah. lived there for a long time, too. Flashill.
1: Flashill had uh, like about seven years of runtime. Yeah. So there's a noticeable difference. Um, it's funny because if you ask Jeff Blashill what kind of system he wants to deploy, he'd say team defense, uh, everyone being responsible for their own zone and, you know, puck possession, those kinds of things. So it's not like Derek Lalone is coming in and rewriting the book, but the team is buying in more. Uh, we were pretty big proponents of moving on from Blashill for a little while there. So yeah. uh, I, I should qualify with that, but it's hard to measure Lalone against Blashill when yeah, Blashell never had a team this good to work with, really, when it mattered. So yeah. uh, there is more buy-in, I, f- I find. There is more talent, uh, and those two things work together. Uh, and the team is executing the team defense a lot better. Um, it's still not perfect, though. Like the, the gaps I told you where they struggle five-on-five, five, it's, it's a personnel thing. They're relying yeah. on three or four guys to produce anything of substance, and their defense is not so hot more nights than
0: not right now. Yeah. Adnir Wow in the chat says, Red Wings can have a 2016, 2017 Leafs type year for sure. What do you think about that? You know, Leafs, when they had, when they got Austin Matthews, when they got Mitch Marner, when they got William Nylander all together, like the rookie team, you know, would that, would that be a good, would that be a good result for you? You know, I have a first round matchup competitive. I'm pretty sure you guys would take that and run, run with it.
1: I, you know we've we've been covering the draft every year since we've started this podcast pretty aggressively. We're almost on eight years now, and Connor right. Bedard's probably the best player on Raj <laughs> to ever come through. <laughs> yeah. And I will absolutely throw away the opportunity of Connor Bedard for a single playoff round at this point. Am I a spoiled Red Wings fan? Oh God, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but if you're awesome. telling me the Red Wings get into that second wild card spot and can just have just give me four playoff games, absolutely, one hundred percent would be
0: thrilled with that. Uh, I heard it here first. All right. So we gotta talk. So Mitch Marner, 17. 17. (laughs) People said that he was gonna stop at his number because that would just be a leafy thing. Like he was gonna be he would be done in 16 games. 16 games of point streak would be over. No, apparently he is now Mitch Marner, the sniper, because you know he like every game. I feel like I'm coming on and I'm saying Mitch Marner is not just the playmaker guy who buzzes around the net, like he likes to say, and passes the puck like he's actually he's been sniping the puck so oof, I mean I I feel like he's the most important player they have right
2: now let's say yeah you, i mean, on. yeah he's been uh he's been something else you know these past 17 games really consistent and you know this is one of those shots where it's a, it's a nice shot but at the same time that's probably one that who wants back I would say that's uh you know it was a pretty open uh open look high in the slot so i would say that that's probably the one that usa wants back the most um but overall i can't fault his game at all like even li- like last game uh in the game before the-, the goals that he's getting are from hard work or the goals and assists that he's getting are from really hard work uh for checking and uh you know d- with the puck retrieval and he's pretty much had good results underlying numbers wise as well, uh, throughout these, this 17 game stretch. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing wrong, to, nothing bad. You could say about him right now. You see the effort, you see the execution, you see the passes, you see the shoot, the shooting, uh, he's, you know, obviously he's not going to continue for the rest of the 82 games, uh, but not with that attitude, <laughs>
0: but <laughs> that's, yeah, it, that's what's going to happen. I'm, I'm calling it now. 82 game points. Actually, 82 plus 16 games point streak, Stanley Cup win. Right first. <laughs> I have yeah. to have some, I have to have some fun here. Sorry. Sorry, Ryan. I'm sorry. I have to have some, you know, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. all in jets. You, you can, you can hear the pain in my voice when I say these things. <laughs> but, I'd um, be doing
1: the same in your position, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah, see, you know, they, you know, Lee fans, if you talk to the right, talk to the right ones, we're like the ones that are ground down enough. We're very nice because we have no other choice. <laughs> yeah, we can't yeah. really talk much shit. But yeah, that and that, that
2: Marner Tavares Yarn Croak line as well. You know that's a, that's another good game from them. You know I know it's new, something. but that yeah like, I don't want to ever see Kerfoot in that spot again, man. See like, Ryan, we 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 have this
0: expendable. joke that we have this joke that Sheldon Keith has a lo- random lineup generator, and he goes and he's like, oh, that's my lineup every game. You know, so I always wonder if he's going to keep some continuity. And um, yeah, and it's funny. I have another question. I actually have a question for you. So. Marner, who I, I I'm sure you know Marner is has been the favorite whipping boy of Leaf's fans for, for years, right? Like he's he's like the Meg in, in family guy. Like they're like, anything goes <laughs> wrong, they're like, damn it, Marner, $6, yeah. $14 dollars a year. I could play better. Is there somebody in Red Wings fandom that was like either now or in the past, like who's like really good but irrationally hated on?
1: Uh I don't know how to put this gently. Like the there's a there's an analog for sure. There's a comparison when you scale it down. But there is a, not a single fan base on this planet. And I include the Rabbit fans in Montreal who do the same things that Toronto fans do to Toronto players. <laughs> and, and I say that I have a lot of friends uh, who are these yeah. fans, and I say it with love. No and I there and it's not even always wrong like i remember the one playoffs where marner was just absolutely yeah. scared of any oh, physical god. contact and that was defined. yeah the <laughs> yeah, bubble ba- one was really bad i mean yeah. yeah yeah he earned that but so much of this is just a vicious cycle of the players antagonistic with the fans the fans antagonistic with the players the media drives it further etc etc so uh, is there a marner no god no you can look back to like was fedorov always treated fairly uh i don't know Red Wings fans have never been in the same situation, right? Like if Red Wings fans had a a slump of 50, 60 years, then yeah, they'd probably be a lot harder on their players. But ever since they started winning uh, and then translating that to cups in the late 90s, you know, four from 97 uh, to 08, you're you're just not going to get the same sentiment from the fans. And the reality is the Red Wings don't have anyone good
0: enough for that right now. Yeah. Thor Thor, Thor in the chat is asking, Johan Franzen, Mantha?
1: Yeah, and those are the comparisons, right? Like, Franz and Mantha were both guys who could score or should have been able to score. and was the ultimate streaky player. Yeah. Like, when that guy shot and he was scoring, everything went in. It doesn't yeah, matter if he had three goalies in net. There was one series against Colorado. He had nine or ten goals in a sweep. Uh, Mantha is a guy. He had big expectations. I don't think he ever had an opportunity slash didn't take advantage of the opportunities to do it in Detroit. So I think the criticism was warranted a lot of the times. Um If you want someone right now, Philip Zadina, but comparing Philip Zadina to the Mitch Marner thing would be unfair to Marner because Marner is actually an elite hockey player and Zadina has not lived up to the hype at all. And I've I've, been been a big proponent of Philip Zadina. I I am the first person who wants him to thrive and he's just not risen up to the opportunity. So there's some comparisons, but nothing like Marner.
0: I remember when he was picked in like, I'm I'm guessing it was, I think it was 17, right? It was 18. Was it 18? Yeah, it was the Kokynemi draft. That's, that's so they picked Kokynemi where... and everyone was like what are you doing? What the hell? And then like Zadino was upset. He's like I'm going to score goals in their nets. And I don't <laughs> think he's
2: done that. In fact, but... Detroit actually had two what I think most people thought were fallers in uh in that 2018 first rounder, uh, first round cuz even when the Leafs had the 28th pick, I remember a lot of people were were looking at uh Valino in that draft and i'm pretty sure he was selected two picks after uh 30th overall in 2018 and both those guys i think you know looking back now haven't uh necessarily developed as you would have hoped is that is that right in saying or is is the production not there but the play is still you know the underlying play is still good or do you guys or do you have a little less faith that they're going to develop into uh what you kind of hoped for in 2018
1: uh, definitely not what you would have hoped for in 2018, looking at those two picks cumulatively. Uh, Joe Valeno, I, I, he's still on the right path to do really good things for Detroit. He's notoriously a player that takes a long time to get comfortable and wind up. Uh, hasn't been a linear path upwards since he joined the organization, but has done enough both in Grand Rapids and Detroit to justify his his development to date. So I think an optimistic but realistic projection for Joe Valeno is he develops into a solid everyday third line center for Detroit, and that's what Detroit has to hope for with him right now. Anything <laughs> else is a bonus. It could certainly be lower than that, but you know maybe he has to flip to wing. With Philip Adina, yeah, it's been a disappointment. There have been times where his play all the way up until the net has been really good, often you know some of the best on the Red Wings on any given night, but cannot finish and for a guy who was drafted for his finishing ability that's a big problem he's also notoriously uh like his mental is just not resilient and he gets in his own head and you can see it It translates so obviously in his game and he spirals and spirals and spirals yeah the coach takes away opportunities but at the same time he's not giving him a lot of cause to keep him he's being out competed by players who are you know of different skill sets who are younger whatever it might be so I have made excuses for for Philip Zadina before, but he's just not risen up so far. Could it turn around? Yes, but it would be it would be one hell of a turnaround for to to happen now.
2: And that was a a year before Stevie Y came to the organization, correct? That's right. And Stevie since... Y's first draft was Mosider. Mosider, yeah. And since then, it's been not bad. pretty, pretty solid. Even guys Elmer Soderblom, sixth rounder, twenty nineteen. Like yeah. we're talking value there, so. You know, regardless, you guys are on the right path. Uh, so it's I, I've I been think
0: Iserman it's... for talent.
2: <laughs> that was so horrible. I've never I've used that. that. <laughs> <started>. Good
0: night, <laughs> guys. Take... No, I'm...
2: Good night. Yeah, you, can, you
0: can take that. I'm, I'll take that. All right. If you guys are in the chat right now, I just want to remind you guys that you are all are all a part of the show. Even if you're a Detroit fan, you can just share it. Share it everywhere. Retweet it. Tell all your friends. And if you're a Detroit fan, be like, hey, come laugh at the Leaf fans. You know, we're talking about talking crap about the Red Wings, you know, like, yeah, just everybody share it out. You guys are all part of the show. Um, Did you guys hear that? uh, (laughs) That bunting uh, caught on the hot mic? Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. That was I don't know what he
2: was complaining about either. I don't know, whatever it
0: was, I just that was a penalty. I have to say, like, I'm still like 14 years old. Anytime I catch swearing on the TV, I'm like, ah. I mean, he said it so
2: loud, too. Did (laughs) it did it pick up on the Detroit broadcast as well? I'm sure it did. Uh,
1: I, they, you know, they did, I did hear him complaining about the hook and in, in real time, I was like, Ooh, a bit soft, but they showed the replay and that was a penalty. yeah you got it, <laughs> it. Um, it's, it's I did funny. go back and listen. I, Jenny, if the NHL ever wanted to make money, they should sell for $50 more than what they charge now. Ice level mics only. You stole yeah.
2: what I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> commentary like, optional. Dude, I pay amazing. all my money for that. Yeah. It'd incredible. be amazing. I would love that too. Dude. I don't think, I don't think the players would like it much. No, these guys
0: are <laughs> funny. Okay. I remember the... The, uh, the one with the big house, the uh, the 2014 Winter Classic, I think. Yep. And they had the HBO series. And it, yeah. they had mic'd up players. I remember with David Clarkson. And I forget who was the goaltender. You're going to have to forgive me. But uh, he got it to a... Or the player was he the got into to... The water it, bottle. The water bottle. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's that's, like that's our freaking water bottle. Don't touch it. <laughs> yeah, it was,
2: was,
1: was, Yeah, was, it was Clarkson and Bertuzzi. It was, it was Bertuzzi he was arguing with. Oh, really? Yeah, that's yeah. what yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah it was Todd just, Bertuzzi, Tyler's uncle.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's Todd Bertuzzi. Oh, yeah, Tyler wasn't in the, the league at yeah, that yeah. Throwback. Yeah, no, I give me all the money. That's NHL uncensored or something like that. Like NHL <laughs> Attitude Era. Something like that. Just can you imagine Gary Bettman just pitching that? He'd just be like, People like swearing. People just like swearing. They like the swearing. We're gonna put that's, swearing in the shows. So. That <laughs> that, that <laughs> it's not a treatment. Trust me. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's more like, well. Toronto is not a good market for hockey. You have to, we have to move them. To, we have to move them to interchange any
2: Canadian city for that.
0: Winnipeg. They got to move to Salt Lake city. Yeah, It is sounding like Trump. I'm really sorry. guys. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's compare. I don't know, but I'm more, I'll work on it. My impressions are not the best, but um, oh, I actually had good. a question
2: uh, for you, Ryan, you know, uh, for as a, team that had Mike Babcock as a coach for so long what do you think of like this sort of legacy change did you sort of see that when he scratched Mike Medano when he was on Detroit in that 1500th game did you see some of that sort of creeping in or were you just also completely surprised with how that whole you know situation played out
1: it's not a secret that Babcock was a prick right (laughs) like so the Medano thing like we were all it wasn't our favorite. He had a reputation for scratching guys for their first game in their hometown too, or if their family was in. Like that stuff happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, but you're pretty willing to forgive it for a guy who was seen at, at points one of the best coaches of his era. Uh, I was praying. Like I'm not going to lie to you, I was praying that he'd stay with the Red Wings all the way up until he left. um The stuff that really got me wasn't the McDonald thing. Uh, there was a pretty serious case of, you know. At best, being a monumental asshole. Um, I don't know if I'm not allowed to say it. Bill, Steve, or not, yeah. um, to Johann Franzen, who is suffering yeah. some pretty serious, you know, yeah. uh, mental health issues, and a lot of people say, "Oh, you know what? That's soft, whatever." But one is. Is maybe you can you can sweep it to the side, but he he had a pattern of it, and understanding the specifics of what he did in Toronto too, and then how he worked with the veterans, and it wasn't just Madonna. Like the, I think it was Chelios or someone had uh, a lot of things to say about him too. Like was in that, retrospect, yeah. It, yeah. it was it was uh, it was tough to see, but I think the legacy change is justified. I'm not a big fan of of his at all, to put it lightly. Yeah,
0: yeah. when hockey what- players come out and say sorry, Omar, but when hockey players like actually come out and say something and say you know show real emotion that kind of means that it was really bad like that means it was 10 times worse for like these players to actually come out and say that because hockey players are notorious for just being <laughs> so stoic and yeah just like well he's a good coach we like him you know pues stick and to deep. hockey like, yeah stick to hockey they're the most like you know the most stoic focused people but to have them come out like that, you're like, well, it must've been really bad. Right. So
2: yeah. And for any leaf fans in the chat, I highly recommend going and reading Johan Franzen's. I think it's a player's tribune article. I might be wrong on that, uh, about his accounts for it, or it might be an article in his, uh, you know, home country, but, uh, yeah, it, it's heartbreaking, you know, what he talks about. So it's definitely an eye-opening uh, read for, for how he was treated. And, uh, you know what he's going through right now as well with the post-concussion stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't like Mike Babcock either. If I'm being honest, you know. Uh, we, even it, it showed up immediately with Spezza as well. He got scratched in his first home game with his family in the crowd, and it's just. I don't know. It's rough. I I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's he's in he's somewhere in Saskatchewan now, so yep. we don't have to worry about him. Trying to get is he trying to come back? I saw some stuff about him. I he will. I now. mean, the
0: NHL. The NHL yeah. has like again. I, they've said the NHL has like thirty-five coaches, and then there's some guys that are on the bench, and they're just like, "You come here. You're right. I think honestly, Randy Carlisle.
2: Let's go. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> in 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 recent times, in recent years, I think it's actually been getting better. You know, yeah, you like, see guys less, like Lalonde, who's a, who was an assistant, get his first head coaching gig. I uh, and you see like Keith you know jump into the nhl yeah I, yeah just bring that bring more of that in for the longest time that. it
0: seemed like like each team was just like okay the fans have heard of this person he'll be a good coach don't worry about it you know like you'll see in other sports like nfl and the nba where it's like you know the coach will be like 32 years old and they'll be like he was a video coach for like 12 years and you're like oh okay but in nhl it was like they're always like oh daryl sutter mike babcock and all the guys that just just he, the same faces over and over again. It's like the revolving door. Yeah. So I have to ask, Ryan, favorite all-time Red Wing?
1: Go. Oh, you you guys are gonna love this one,
0: oh, Brendan oh, Shanahan. It's... Hey, oh! let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah, that broke my heart when he went over, man. Was,
0: uh... <laughs> if, you, if, you had listened, if you had told us that like two weeks ago, we would be like, we would be laughing at you. But now the playing good. <laughs> So we're now we're like, yay, Brendan, go Brendan! Yeah. Uh
1: I'm uh, I'm a jerk, and so I always root for the Leafs to do as well as possible in the regular season. So the playoffs <laughs> are near for me. And How dare you! So when That's... you guys said like you're not going to you know talk shit and come at me, I'm like, why? I'm going to come
0: at you. <laughs> <laughs> we, to be fair, we we, we make have fun to be of nice. us more than anybody. <laughs> and also, uh, and o- and also that that is like. 4D chess levels of trolling—the way you cheer for the Leafs to do so well. Like you wanted to win the President's Trophy. Oh, dude! If they can so go 82 and 0, I would. I would honestly <laughs> want it to happen. Then you wanted to lose in the first round. That's that's yeah, 4D. Straight. That's 4 chess, right there, guys. That is how you troll as an opposing <laughs> team. Everybody, take notes. ahead. Cool. do you have a favorite red Wing? Favorite uh, okay. So, honestly, like, okay, so when you're eight years old, and that's when I first started watching, I was like, 2002, that's around when they won the Stanley Cup, the Red Wings. And, you know, when you're eight years old, you're a bandwagon jumper. So, I, I was like, oh, yay, Red Wings. Okay, the Leafs are out. I'm going to cheer for the Red Wings. I, I told you, I had a 2002 VHS of the team. And, like, it had shown, like, Dominic Hashik, and I, I did like Hashik, I will say. And, <laughs> like, so, you know, I used to play with, I'd say Steve Eiserman because I used to play with him a lot in NHL 02. And, like, again, this is just me being a young child. So I probably couldn't tell you too much about (laughs) like the the little things he did and how my memories of watching him. But um, yeah, I would say Stevie Y and now he's the captain of the ship.
2: Yeah, that's for sure. I I have Nick Lidstrom is my favorite and my all time bestie. I love him. He was great.
1: Man after my own heart.
2: Hell yeah. (laughs) I I love Lidstrom. Watching him is so special.
1: Great picks from both of you, and I could talk about how Nick Littstrom was the perfect player all day, every day. Um, But I very quickly want to interject. Can you guess Steve Dangle's favorite Red Wing of all time?
2: Oh,
0: jeez. Oh, I know this. It's um, it's Chris. It's um, was it Chris Draper because he because he right. uh, is it, yeah, he was on he, an NHL cover or something. No, it's because I okay. Let,
2: was he on an NHL cover uh, or was that Chris? Because
0: he uh, no no Chris Draper, I think because like he he's from the same 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 hometown as his ah. same hometown as his and he went to his school. I, I listened to his book. I listened to the book.
1: Yeah, he, he visited him, and this was when he was still recovering from yes. the uh,
0: Lemieux the incident, so his much.
1: face was all stitched up and swollen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I That's actually... Do- that was a good documentary. I don't know if you've seen that, the uh, oh, the one yeah. on uh, ESPN. That was actually really good. I'm like, ESPN put a hockey documentary out? I'm like, what is going on here?
1: Yeah, it was great. I'm actually going to see Chris this Thursday. I should ask him about that if he remembers an eager uh, kid who looked like he was going to work dangle. at this zoo
2: one day. Yeah, <laughs> An eager zookeeper yeah
0: yeah man yeah so and then we also gotta say that I think Austin Matthews is back folks. oh that shot too' like he row. never I mean he might not ever have left hmm. but Austin Matthews is back okay Austin 34 says he just scored on your net okay I'm gonna I, I wore this shirt just for Austin just to make that joke I said Austin 34 says I just scored on your net <laughs> I'm I impressions. is that pretty <laughs> yeah, good yeah
2: you know great impressions i love it gary
0: bettman out of steve austin but yeah man look i i don't care let's like score 60 goals is he gonna score 60 i had him not scoring 60 again i'm like it's there's a reason why it hadn't been done since 2012 right yeah. it's not it's easy, difficult to do but the growth in the all-around game is what we should actually be caring about because you know that's what we've been harping on this team is the details, right? So, you know, seeing him throw hits, seeing him play defense, seeing him have more assists than goals, I think still is, you know, kind of mind-blowing for the Rocket Richard winner. But, yeah, he's he's reached another level. I, I honestly think that he might be – I think if he keeps this way, it might be better than – he might have a better season than last season. He won the heart last season, if that's possible.
2: Yeah, I mean, it'll be hard with the without without getting sixty goals to eclipse not, not uh, last flashy. Season. Yeah, but hey,
0: if 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 it results in wins and winning, you know, in the springtime, we're not going to talk about that. Bad. Yeah. Let's forget about that because enjoy the moment, folks. <laughs> and we got to enjoy every win, okay?
2: But yeah, even without the goals, I think you know the season hasn't been that as bad as people are necessarily saying. You know, like without his last two goals. He'd been, what, nine goals, 15 assists in 24 games. That's not bad, you know? That's like, he's the still equivalent made...
1: of Detroit's leading point scorer. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Markham. Like, I think, you know, even strength, there's a lot to say about how he wasn't scoring. He only had, I think, three goals uh, up until the game before this one. And only one of that, oh, no, none of them were on the forehand, like on a wrist shot. So obviously his finishing talent in 5v5 was an issue, but at the same time, he was still generating expected goals at an elite rate. You know, his his ex- uh, goals scored above expected was drastically lower compared to every other year. That That's just going to regress to the mean. You know, he just needed to find some sort of rhythm and maybe it was a mental thing, uh, you know, some timing issues, but it's Austin Matthews. He's going to be fine. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah. The amount of, comments that were being made about how he can't score anymore like yeah whatever but yeah uh he's found it that wrist shot was lethal
1: with uh with the red wings coming into what's now a tough part of their schedule like we've talked to people quite a bit of yeah american thanksgiving might be the cutoff but look at who they have starting tonight on the 28th and through like halfway through december it is a a ringer of games so it started with the Leafs. so it's taking a look at the Leafs and I, was firmly aware of the narrative that Matthews was not having such a hot start to the season, and I looked at his stats. I'm like, you punks are so spoiled.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Leaf fans. Imagine calling Leaf fans spoiled. <laughs> I mean, we got yeah. sixty goals. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That we're talking about this I guess for like, play, I guess ridiculous. for talent, we have, we do have an embarrassment of riches and yeah, raw talent. Yes, but yeah, I do I do understand that. Hey, I, what do you think, Armand? Art? Should they just scrap the idea of defensemen altogether because? With none of their defense core, they've been playing
2: absolutely amazing. Have they? I mean, it's the defensemen that have sort of rose to the challenge here. Like Mete and Hollowell, that's a tough position to be in. And, you know, on the first goal, I will say, like, Mete, horrible pinch, and then Hollowell just completely flubs the two-on-one defense and sort of just lies down beside the net um, without taking the pass away or the shot. But, you know, that's a really tough position to be in. and. More importantly, the people who are getting all the time on ice have came up huge. Giordano, Hall, Sandi, God bless, God, Lillier, bless, God, bless,
0: God bless, amazing
2: Mark play these past uh, three games. Amazing play, and I'm I'm throwing Hall in there as well. Like I know Hall gets a lot of flack. I gave him a lot of flack, especially at the start of the season. He was horrible. He <laughs> has. Mean, risen you haven't, the noticed, you yeah. haven't really noticed him. So that's how you know he was good. He didn't create you any
0: calamitous defensive collapses in the last like 10 games
2: or so so like yeah, that's how and, you know it's going okay <laughs> and he's been dynamite on the pk as well like he's been taking the majority of responsibility because we don't have a ton of pkers right now like we have geo and hall and then Sandine and liljegren that's not their strength and it's not mete or Hollowell's strength either so you're really relying on geo and hall to to take the brunt of that that workload and I want to give Hall his dues because we talked shit about him so often. We criticized him constantly, and he deserved it because he was really bad at the time. Uh, But he's really rose to the challenge and taken a lot of time on ice and not given up that much on five on five. And even in this game, he had a rush chance towards the net. Uh, Not, I don't know if it was a rush chance, but he drove the net and he got actually a pretty solid shot off uh, offensively as well. So definitely. Definitely, definitely loving the defense, you know, rising to the occasion with by committee. Yeah, by right? committee. I, I, exactly. and I heard
0: I actually I was listening to uh, the Kipper and Bourne show. I I I, yeah. I really do enjoy those guys. Um, and they were saying I think it was Bourne. He always has good points. He said that maybe it's because they have no defensemen left, like it's a mash unit out there, that maybe like psychologically the leafs are like, oh no, we like we gotta actually like try. Like it's almost like when you did not do your essay before the like the night before it's due and you're like oh i guess i got to do the essay and then you sometimes you 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 make a good essay under pressure like you get an a plus for it because that seems to be the least like they're so talented but you know don't they need that external like fire alarm bell in their head to go off to say that you know you know okay now we're screwed screwed let's actually perform and Hey, maybe it works. Maybe they should just, maybe they should play four on five. Maybe that'll work. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Just no they, goalie for the entire game. That's it. Maybe that, <laughs> the win, I don't know. Like, how much external motivation can you give them? Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But, like, you know, speaking on the D, Detroit actually got quite a few shots on net. But I was curious what Ryan thought about, like, do you guys think that, you generated a lot of chances because to me it seemed like a lot of those shots seemed to be on the outside uh and the two goals you got were obviously very deserved and they were very high chance high chances of going in I mean one was literally right in front of the net but outside of those two goals did you see a lot of chances where you were like that would have been a goal if Murray wasn't standing on top of his head yeah, you
1: know, I'm glad you raised that. And that's, there's been a little bit of disagreement with my take on this after the game. I posted my recap and I said, you know, the Red Wings played well, relatively speaking. I think this was a goaltending difference game. Had uh, Huso had a better game or Ned come in and played from the start, maybe we wouldn't be talking about the Leafs leading 4-1 at some point. But I think you're right in implying that the Red Wings lacked true quality offense. They had it at times They, you know, They had sustained pressure near the end. They obviously got the tip in on the earning goal, but that was like a fadeaway jumper from the blue line by Sider. It's not exactly like how you expect to generate the offense. I felt that after the first, like you know, part with you the second, and then all the way till part with you the third, they were pretty tepid. Like it was just a little bit of a flat offense. Yeah, they were getting the shots, uh, but I it it was they never really tested Murray. I think Murray had a good game. He did what he needed to do, but I, I don't. I don't think the Red Wings really uh, uh, generated super high quality uh, chances. And I'm not even talking just on the power play, which was useless tonight. I mean, even <laughs> when they were controlling play at five on five, most of the time it was something very easy for Toronto to bat away.
2: Yeah. And I will uh, say, though, uh, both goals, both Detroit goals, Mo Sider, very key in both of them. And that uh, on the second that's goal, big boy, it's a big man. <laughs> yeah. His movement to, to get away from uh, Zach Aston Reese and get that shot off was phenomenal That is, like he's a special talent man he's yeah. just all around amazing player on a topic of Murray we have a uh, meet uh cha Ch- chowdery
0: i think it's chowdery in the in the chat if i butchered it i'm very sorry uh it says please talk about murray <laughs> we will do that matt murray look i i think everybody who's everybody was skeptical of the trade but uh early returns thus far and like you know just keep him on ice like put him like he just needs to don't do any more work than he has to. Like if he's in the weight room and he has like more than five pounds, just be like, no, 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 don't touch it. Just <laughs> yeah. don't touch it. You know, just keep him on ice. Keep the Kawhi Leonard plan, not to call him Kawhi. Okay. Don't come at me don't with that one. <laughs> but you know, if, if this is the real dude, like you gotta keep, you gotta keep this guy healthy because you know, he looks kind of like he did with that Pittsburgh cup. And, I mean, if that's what and, you could ask for. It. He's got a very in, strange career. Like he's had a strange the,
2: one. Yeah. Even in the later part of last season, he was he was showing signs of sort of uh bouncing back in terms of save percentage and goals against average. And you know, he's posting a nine two seven um uh, this year at least with the Leafs, and he's been phenomenal. He's uh I think he's five one and one now. Um, and yeah, it's just a matter of him staying healthy and uh it's a matter of Samson now staying healthy. I will say, you know. I think it's okay to be skeptical of the trade uh, back then as well, uh, especially oh, with, yeah. the, with the with the return we got and with the retention and salary not being quite as high. This very well could have gone badly, so I don't want to go full revisionist history and be like, ah, oh, praise Dubis for for this move. Uh, but he took a risk, and it's paying off. And you know, we took a risk last year last year with Campbell and Mrazek, and with Mrazic, it 100 did not pay off, and yeah, with Campbell, a, it did. And now for Edmonton, it's not goalies are very hard
0: to predict. Is my point pretty much? I have and- no like. If I'm an NHL GM, like I don't understand like how do you even evaluate goaltending? Like I, I, I so convinced that like they just sometimes they just they just like okay, tall. Um, he saved a lot of stuff back in the day. Okay, we'll draft him. Like I don't know. They seem impossible. They seem like to me. I don't know. I'm not. Maybe I'm not that knowledgeable about how they evaluate, but. They seem impossible to evaluate because like season to season, they change so quickly, unless they're like the, one of the greats, but like you even saw that like, Carter Hart was like, everyone was like, this guy's the next big thing. He's the next Patrick Waugh. And then he was
2: terrible the next season. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, like, you don't have to look very far. I mean, snake
0: been in position. Very yeah. Hard like to look evaluate. at Frederick
2: Anderson this year. He was putting up like Vezina numbers last year, like at least pretty high up. And now he's got yeah. like an eight ninety one. It's a difficult position to to predict yeah. and uh you know you throw enough darts at the dartboard hopefully one of them hits. uh detroit got their theirs in Billy huso who i think is having a phenomenal season uh up until the i guess yeah. this game <laughs> uh, and when it wherever. goes
0: right like that's that's when your team turns around right like that's how, that's the spark like i would say that if even if you look at new jersey last season they had like what eight goaltenders like of which i i'm like Oh, I've never heard of this person playing. Yeah. And, you know, last season, they're really bad. And now all of a sudden, they're top of the league. Flamethrowering through the entire league still. And, and it's just kind of the same with Detroit. I mean, you, you look at Billy Huso, all of a sudden, they're in a playoff spot. So it's like, I think goaltending, like, not only, you know, keeps the underlying numbers, obviously scoring less than your opponent. Sorry, scoring more than your opponent. I'm tired. <laughs> you know, it. it it's more than that. It's more it's I think it's the mentality of the team. It's like, wow, this guy's gonna has our back. We're good. That's kind of yeah. what I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah.
1: So question for you guys, you know, with Matt Murray. And first of all, from the outside, I have to tell you how amazing I think it is that Kyle Dubas is hedging his whole job Yeah, on Matt Murray. I think that is balls to the wall, absolutely insane in the best way.
0: Like yeah. I it's, it's, I want someone to take a risk. risk on me like that. Like <laughs> I want someone, like if you're Matt Murray, like you need to be like, wow, like you know, he probably looks at Dubas up in the press box like, Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you just so, <laughs> go on.
1: <laughs> so let's say Matt Murray, great for the rest of the year, healthy, yeah. doesn't get hurt, and uh plays well. Let's just say it plays above average in the postseason with the rest of the Leafs as they are right now. Is that enough for them to win the cup? Or let's say go to the finals in your mind? Or do they need to add <laughs> anything else to the
2: deadline? Uh, uh I'll I'll start. Okay. Start. I do think there is stuff to add. However, I do think that this team is capable of going past the first round as is. You know, um what I do think they need to add right now is a top six left wing that can stay on a line with Tavares and uh and Marner. Um but it's a good question is to ask cuz uh, in previous uh seasons in the playoffs There has been times where it felt like if we had a goalie that was consistent, it would be fine, you know, and that's not to put the blame on the goalie in any of those playoff series because all of our playoff series has been riddled with issues. But for example, Frederick Anderson in his playoff series with us, there was always one bad game. One bad game where, you know, if it's a seven game series and he plays above average and he's good throughout. Game two in
0: 2018. Yeah, like the the
2: seven goals that he let up. And, you know, even the game sevens, there was that one bad goal that Jack Campbell gave up uh, in the Was was the first one of the game, right? Yeah, it was the first one of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just that takes the life out of you. Jack Campbell was very good in our last series and we came up short, but that was against the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, tough team. They went to the finals. You know, I'm not. Going to say Campbell played poorly there, but uh, it's tough uh, to say we shouldn't uh, add anyone because we do have two specific holes in this lineup. One is being the top six left wing spot, which is, you know, anyone's for the taking. Robertson and Yarn Croker currently are two options there. And then Kerfoot occasionally gets there, but I don't think he will anymore. But uh, neither of those guys are, I think, long term top six guys this season at least you know robertson still requires some time to develop he might get there by the end of the year but i'm not betting on it and Garncroke, as much as i love the guy uh and he's been working out i wouldn't exactly consider him a top six winger you know you don't want yeah
0: you, i wouldn't want to see him in the playoff be the top six guy And yeah, yeah to answer your question on my end i think yes to, they would they would have the tools I, like, i'd be confident that they could make a run now, the whole 1967 not winning a Stanley Cup, to me, that's not the one that you should be insulting us with, because it's very hard to win the Stanley Cup, okay? A lot of luck, a lot of variance.
2: Can't
0: to- be that. 2004 is the one. <laughs> if you want to come at us with the dagger, you come at us with 2004. Okay? I
2: legitimately like, cannot remember a playoff series win. Like, I've been a fan since, I think, 2002. but I, I was- remember it. I, I was like too very, young. I was too young. Uh, very <laughs> briefly, I remember
0: it. I remember they beat Ottawa and I think like Joe and then died. and the next
2: next series. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was I was at my cousin's uh confirmation. Okay. <laughs> His Catholic confirmation. He was in grade eight. Okay. The man is 32 years old now. Okay. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> so yeah, what I'm trying a to say is long yeah, hard If road. they have Matt Murray, they get those additions, they have to. They like I believe for certain if they actually get past that first round I think it'll the demons will have just been exercised to such a level I think they would make a run. I have a question. They'll the win the cup?
2: Yeah. What is a successful season as a Leafs fan right now for you? What is season does get
1: Kyle Dubas what yeah, season exactly. does Kyle
2: Dubas keeps his
0: job? Okay. So yeah, it would have to be at least you going to the second round. Like that's that's bare minimum. I think that's it's if
2: that's the automatic button, like we <laughs> like, have the hand round, the button. I, I don't think business back. Yeah,
0: I think you want to see. I'd like to hear what, what the chat has to say, too, because we, you know, people are still with us here. Thank you, guys. But yeah, I would say second round, you got to be like in a games, a seven game series.
2: Yeah, I think...
0: like it. It have to be a war. Like if you're getting swept in the second round, I'm like, don't give him this loser point and say, oh, well, wow, he got the first round win. That's it. Plan the parade. Now not like we have to have higher standards than that, even though it's very difficult. We do have to have higher standards. So I would say at the very minimum, a seven game war in the second round where they played really well and they just got beat,
2: right? And it's a tough I situation think. because I honestly I'm, I'm a Dubas fan. Like I like what he's done with the team. I do think he's made mistakes. I'm not going to say he's been perfect. I'm like 50 50 uh, on him. But yeah, But I, I enjoy the moves he's made. I thought he's done a good job. Aside from those RFA contracts, which I think we can all agree on. They might be value, but you probably could have got him for less or for longer term, you know, from a market perspective. Um, But I like, it's, it's, it's a tough situation because I do like what he's done, but the results aren't there. And when the results aren't there, you know, you're in a business where results matter the most. And he's had, he's had a fair shake at it, you know, a fair few years at it. And so for me, it's like, you gotta, like, I'm hoping we can at least get to the Eastern conference finals, but you gotta get past the first round and make it really competitive in the second round. If we lose in the second round and even six games, like I'm still a little worried that we aren't built uh, yeah, you you have to like so like, yeah, you have
0: to show that you know you can play in this league. You know, you, you like I always make a joke like wh- like I live in Woodbridge, so like there's a lot of these car shows like with people with really fancy cars, and I always joke like I'm gonna bring my Corolla right next to this and be like, look at my Corolla, and the Leafs have to show that they're a bit higher than a Corolla. Nothing yeah. wrong with a Corolla, but we're not paying for a Corolla with this Leafs team. Okay, so. Yeah, you know and, right now they have to prove it like they have to show do they belong with the class of the
2: league you know and, and you they, also got to understand that these guys aren't young anymore you know no like, like they're I, I they're not it, they're not new in the league and their contracts are they're coming to an end soon like our window isn't like, that long it's like oh Mitch Marner's only 22
0: guys he's fine and then you look and i'm like he's born in 1997 and you're like oh oh it's, yeah. it's mid 20 he's almost late 20s he's Next my age is, 25 and I don't want to think about it myself being old but hey Matt Murray's my age and he's still 22 okay that's <laughs> when he won the Stanley Cup he's still that age so anyway guys I want to say thank you so much to Ryan Hanna for joining us today and uh yeah Ryan tell us where the people can find you
1: Oh, completely forgot about that part. Uh, first, thank you guys for having me on. This is a blast. And thanks for putting up with my bullshit. Um, you know, growing well, up, we love it. <laughs> growing up largely in Leafs country, I have to take my shots where I can. Uh, but yeah, the Winged Wheel podcast, uh, primarily a Detroit Red Wings podcast, wherever you find your shows, whatever podcast platform, YouTube as well, uh, go to uh for more information and, and to to get all those great links. Uh, we're currently doing a sale of these custom Mickey Redmond style flannels. Uh, money goes to charity too. So uh, much appreciated. Follow us on Twitter too, at Winged Wheel Pod. And uh, uh, Armand Fouad, you guys do an excellent show. So great job. Keep it up. And this was really fun.
0: Thank you. Yeah, guys. So my name is Fuad Suleiman. You can find me at, on the socials, at, at
2: Fuad underscore sports. And uh, I'm Armand Panteke, and you can find me at, at Armand Panteke on Twitter. Thank you again, everybody for,
0: for tuning in. And uh, yeah, game, And now, podcast over. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.